Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 164. My guest today is my friend Erin Cardillo. She is an actress and a screenwriter and has written the new movie, Isn't It Romantic? And we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, you guys... I have to tell you, this episode is sponsored by Democracy Clothing, and I am so jazzed about my jeans. I know that sounds corny, but it's true. So here's what they've done over at Democracy Clothing. They've created a jeans, uh, a jeans, they've created jeans that are called Absolution. Um, they are absolutely amazing and comfortable, and they have um, this sort of form-fitting way to hug your curves but not squeeze the life out of you. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time finding jeans that fit because I have a big booty and I have my mom pooch tummy, and uh, it's really hard to find jeans that don't have that big gap in the back um, so my plumber's crack hangs out, and also that sort of like hugs my thighs and, you know, without like making me feel like um, I'm wearing like super tight hot pants or something. Um, you want to check out democracyclothing.com and see what these absolution jeans are all about. They have slimming panels, no gap waist, and a booty lift. Hey. But more than jeans, Democracy Clothing has a bunch of really classic, um, effortless looking styles of shirts, blouses, tank tops, uh, in addition to jeans and pants. So definitely go to democracyclothing.com to see what it's all about. All right, you guys. Let's get started on this week's show with my guest, Aaron Cardillo. Here we go. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey friends, I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. It has been uh, a busy and lovely couple of weeks around here. Channing and I went to a special uh, event last night for the Disney Channel. We saw a screening of the new live action version of Kim Possible. I don't know if you and your kids have watched the animated series when it was on several years ago, but now Disney has made a live action movie, which they seem to be doing a lot of lately. (laughs) But we love it. We go see it. Um, Did you guys see the trailer for the new Aladdin movie. What did you think about Will Smith? It was a little jarring, uh, to say the least, but I'm going to try to go into it with an open mind, okay? That's all we can do, people. Um, <laughs> so what else has been happening around here? Um, Grammys. I went to the Grammys. Okay, real talk about the Grammys. I have realized I'm going to need to write a book um, called Tales from the Red Carpet, And it is going to be about the drama that happens behind the scenes at uh, major award shows and premieres and red carpet events and things like that. We, um, you guys would die if you knew some of the stuff that went on with publicists, with um, uh, mostly other TV hosts or reporters. None of the drama that I've ever had in any of these situations has ever really come from the talent, from the celebrities themselves. It always comes from either the publicist or from the other reporters and, and outlets that are there covering the red carpet. So it's just so much drama. Maybe one day I'll start spilling it all. <laughs> I probably should. Anyway, I want to get to my interview quickly uh, with my friend Erin Cardillo. She is an actress. She used to be on the uh, soap opera Passions, and she's done a ton of other television shows as well. And this is her first movie that she has written, and it's called Isn't It Romantic? I've seen it. It's hysterical. 
so much fun. Take your friends, um, take your friends and their friends, get girls together and go and see it because it's a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. The music alone also is just makes it just makes it so much better. So um, here is my interview with Aaron Cardillo. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about today with my guest, you guys. It is Erin Cardillo. She is uh, the screenwriter and um, basically just like one of the funniest, I think, writers out there right now. And I'm so excited that you're on my show. She wrote, Isn't It Romantic? Hi, Erin. Hi, Heather. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we were able to make this work today. I know you're supposed too. to come over and yet your life is busy and fabulous and I am sitting here <laughs> and you're really candles. good at technology so you like figured it out you're yeah. amazing I'm so glad we made it work I literally was like lighting candles in my office slash studio so you wouldn't smell the tacos that my daughter and I had for lunch oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious so I'm and like I- a little relieved <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. I totally would have stolen your tacos because I have been running around all day and haven't had a chance to have lunch. So anyway, I'm glad we were able to make this work. Um, okay. So first of all, let's just dive right in because I know you don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to talk about, um, what, how you worked on, isn't it romantic? Cause we were just talking about that screenplay versus screenwriter and, and tell me about your, your role in the film. Yes. So uh, way back in 2010, um, I came up for the idea with this movie, uh, I mean, for this movie with a producer named Gina Matthews, who's still a producer on the film um, and is like the reason that the film got made. She's amazing. Um, And we uh, we had a meeting, like a general meeting. And this idea came up in the meeting and we started developing it. Uh, in 2013, we sold the idea to New Line. Um, I did a rewrite for them or two rewrites for them. I can't remember. And then um, Rebel Wilson attached to the film. Um, and after that, I went off into um, a TV K-hole for a while. And uh, <laughs> a movie, <laughs> uh, you know, in, uh, when you're screenwriting, you don't stay attached necessarily to the movie all the way through the process. Um, it's not the same as TV where you get to like produce everything as well when Mm -hmm. you write. Um, so I went off and, uh, new line developed the film and, um, brought on Dana Fox and Katie Seidelman who are amazing, uh, rom-com writers and, and they did a pass on the film. And, uh, so we share screenplay, I share screenplay credit with them. Um, they did an incredible job, uh, you know, tailoring the movie for rebel, and, uh, and now, you know, a million years later, it's finally coming out. It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nine years that you've yes. been working on this movie. I know. It's so nuts. Um, so and I should tell everybody, um, uh, remind everybody too, that how I met you was through, um, our mutual friend, uh, Rich Keith, who yes. is also your writing partner. Does this mean now that you're a big movie screenwriter, do you've ditched Rich <laughs> and you're like, I'm making oh movies God. now? <laughs> I would never ditch rich no i mean rich and i've rich and i've worked exclusively in tv together but we do want to do some film together too we both um have written features separately so i think you know we'll probably write some movies together and keep writing separately if that happens you know and in the on the feature side if that happens but 
We're how, TV. We're TV partners. Your TV for, team for life. How yeah. does that work with the mm-hmm. guild? I've always been curious about that. So you don't have to necessarily write your feature film with the person that you're partnered with for television, or is it on a per oh, project basis? Or everything's on a per project basis. Oh, okay. So we're not. Yeah, like we're we just love working together and and have always worked together in TV. So we'll continue to do so. Um, but anything that we were to write on our own or even with someone else, which we're not actively seeking to do, but, you know, mm-hmm. theoretically, um, you can do that. The Guild doesn't – we're both it's not like exclusive members for of the life. Guild separately. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to I dive right into talking about the movie itself. I saw it at a media screening a few weeks ago, and – um, you know, didn't know what to expect because I've seen a lot of romantic comedies and rom-coms um, and sometimes they're great and sometimes they are big fat stinkers and <laughs> you're just, you want them to, you put know, it, to put it kindly, to put yeah. it kindly. You're like, what, how did this get made? Um, <laughs> this was not one of those movies. This was a movie where I was laughing hysterically from the beginning and I took one of my girlfriends with me to see Yay. it and we just had so much fun and it was thoroughly enjoyable. And I'm, you mentioned something a second ago where you said that um, the film was kind of written for or catered to rebel. Um, So she wasn't, uh, you know, the first, I don't even know if she was in the, like if she was around in 2010 yet, um, she kind of broken through yet. Um, So was this something that kind of uh, like her people came to you and said, we're looking for a movie for her or what, what was the connection? No, it it kind of, I think new line um, had just released um, how to be single. Okay. Which uh, was a great movie that rebel was in and they were looking for a movie for her, um, for her to star in when this movie came across their desk, okay, you know? Okay. Um, and I hadn't written it specifically for Rebel or really specifically for anyone, but I, you know, the the character of Natalie was written to be a, um, a normal girl, like an average girl who watches rom-coms and kind of, you know, on some level wished her life was like that, but didn't feel like she was Julia Roberts. And so that was never going to happen to her, mm-hmm. you know, in her mind. So um, I think Rebel's great casting for it and, and was excited when they uh, pitched her. It was, it wasn't like the first person who came to mind, but I was like, Oh, that's amazing. And sort of genius. So it's, yeah, it yeah. was a, it was a bold choice an interesting choice. And I think it really paid off because I feel like, because she's a plus size lady, because she can be so physical and um, her yeah. her Aussie colloquialisms and stuff like that come out in it as well. Um, yeah, it's just very entertaining and very relatable. Um, and plus the story, like there's a lot of like um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, which I feel like <laughs> I feel like so many romantic comedies. They're like, it's just. You, you walk away going, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that you know, the concept, the whole reason this movie came about was Gina and I were talking um, about how much we loved rom-coms mm-hmm. and were like obsessed with them, but how they all had these tropes that were just, you know, you just, you cheesy. fall in love with these cheesy tropes that are just in every one. And you keep trying to, when you write them, you keep trying to, when you write like straight rom-com, you keep trying to reinvent the wheel, like, like, how is she going to run to the airport this time? You know, because they always have to do something like that. 
And so we, you know, it came up that we should write a movie that that played with the tropes that Mm -hmm. was about a girl who sort of woke up in the rom-com version of her life and and was kind of forced to go through all of the tropes of those movies that we love. But also now that they've, you know, been done and so many times and in so many different ways, you know, the formula is very apparent. And so she, you know, the character of Natalie is a rom-com, somebody who's watched all of them. She knows all the tropes and then it's sort of fun to watch her have to like live them and kind of figure out how to navigate them (laughs) when they're happening to her, which is, you know, really the fun of the movie. Um, The music was also just hysterical. Like, (laughs) yes, I know I had nothing to do with that at all, but I do. I did appreciate the soundtrack. for Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder like how much input you have, like, because as a screenwriter, zero on the, on the music. As a screenwriter, you have to sort of, at some point, let it go, right? And give it hand off to somebody else and just hope they don't destroy your words and and whatnot. Is that that a little nerve-wracking? You know, it is um, at first. I mean, I think when they, you know, when they told me that they were going to bring Dana and Katie on to, to rewrite it, I was like, oh my God, well, okay, bye. I hope it's good, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but the longer I've been in the industry, the more I've realized that that's so common and so normal and you want the collaboration. I mean, on some level you want, you want to people who are going to come in who've, I mean, for me anyway, this was my first uh, movie that I sold. So to have people who had been doing it for a while come in and, you know, make it better is great. Um, and that happens in, you know, I work in TV primarily and that happens in TV all the time. I mean, you work on a staff and everybody contributes and, you know, when I've show run shows, I've, you know, done rewrites on people's stuff and made sure it was right for the studio or the network. And that's kind of what, you know, all levels of writers are doing. I think Dana had worked for new line before and knew what they liked and, and kind of, um, brought it to a level that they were, you know, that they were even more excited about. Um, I want to mention really quickly some of the cast in here because it has a wonderful cast. In addition to yes. Robbie Wilson, and um, we have Liam Liam Hensworth, who is so funny in it as well. So funny, he's, he's so funny. Those I mean, for somebody boys. who's who's that who's that attractive, being that funny is yes, rare. Yes, yeah. um, I'm like trying not to give spoilers away, but I I want to make sure everybody stays through the end and the credits because. That's really funny stuff happening at the end there as well. Um, And then, of course, Adam Devine, who is hysterical, and he and Rebel Wilson have such cute chemistry together. I know. It's like it's the uh, everything you love about Pitch Perfect, but front and center in this movie. Yes. Like, we're just like, we're here for that. Yes, Um, totally. And, yeah, it's just – it's a really great movie. So I – I'm going to talk a little bit about, we're also going to um, be talking on NBC next week. We're going to do a little live interview. So you guys make sure um, I'll make sure I post about that as well, but I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about, um, other things that are happening in your life. Cause I know you've got lots of TV stuff happening with rich. Um, and you guys are waiting to hear back on deals or, or pilots or where you are in the process. 
Yeah, we had a really great um, development season. We sold three uh, broadcast pilots. Amazing. um, Which was really fun. And, you know, we worked with a bunch of different studios and different networks. And um, I don't think any of them are going to pilot in their current form. But we are, you know, looking at other avenues for them to go to. And then Rich and I are... um, also up for some other stuff and some deals and things at places that I can't really talk about yet. But, um, but it's all positive. It's like this business is so crazy because, um, every, every sale, every meeting, every new relationship is a win on its own. Mm -hmm. And you try to keep that in perspective when things like, we're not going to make your pilot happen. Right. But, um, But it really is true. I mean, you like I think, you know, we're just trying to celebrate the fact that we turned in three really solid scripts. We feel great about them and the studios felt great about them. And, you know, um, now it's just going to be that's sort of the stepping stone to what's coming next, which, you know, is still being worked out, but is exciting. Now, you, how was that for vague? It and was also, vague. It was vague, but I was on board with you the whole time. I was like, I Great. know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when you and Rich met, you guys um, were not. Neither one of you really had any intentions of becoming writers or executive producers or or showrunners or or um, not really, film, no. You know, writers. So, how did um, things sort of shift for you a little bit, and you kind of started picking up steam in that area? Yeah, well, Rich and I met in an acting class a million years ago, and um, when we were both pursuing acting full time, and we were always writing on the side, but I think for us that was more—it was more of like a creative outlet uh, to keep us busy and um, sort of uh, connected to our creativity during uh, slow points in the acting careers. <laughs> um, and it's kind of why I think it worked out because on some level acting became like a the business thing that we were doing and writing was sort of the fun creative thing that we were doing Mm -hmm. um and then we realized like oh we actually kind of love writing more and we don't have to well for me anyway I was like and I don't have to put on makeup to do it (laughs) and I don't have to like you know like all this stuff so um you know so uh, I never really quit acting, but the writing stuff took off and then I just became kind of unavailable to act. Now I love acting still. And if somebody offered me an acting job or, you know, even an audition in a window where I could do something, I still do it or would do it because it was like my first love. And Mm. I always, um, would happily step into that role, but the writing stuff took off and, and it's been a really wonderful way to use all of my creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an acting teacher too. I don't know if you knew that, but mm-hmm. um, no, I, didn't know that. I worked as a coach and a, a teacher at Warner Laughlin studios in oh, Hollywood. Nice. I've heard good and, things um, about that. About yeah, that studio. She's, she's incredible. And um, yeah. And I was a, a coach and a master teacher there. And, um, and so on set as a producer showrunner, um, you know, I also look at things through that lens of, you know, helping the actors get to where they need to get performance wise and, 
Um, and then I get to, you know, have the writing aspect and producing is so much fun, just like being on set and having sort of a hand in all aspects Mm -hmm. creatively, you know, from art all the way to, you know, through the editing process and music and all that stuff. So, um, so I like it more as like a, as a job, you know, the, to have the full picture of it rather than just the acting part, but acting will always have a, a big, uh, place in my heart. I know. I feel that way as well. Things have taken off with motherhood in Hollywood. I know for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've sort of, um, like I used to be a reporter a million years ago. Um, you know, as like a, just a news reporter and, and anchor and, and local news markets. And I sort of thought, Oh, I'm kind of done with that. I'm trying, I'm going to do acting now and I'm going to move on and do other things. And now, um, I've sort of, it's never left my heart. It's never been something I'm, even though my focus has shifted through motherhood in Hollywood, acting has never been something I wanted to give up on. So it's so basically, Heather. What we're saying is, if anyone wants to hire us, as <laughs> we're, actors, we're still available. We're still available. <laughs> um, do you ever want to write something that you star in, or is it like, you know, is that a tougher I tried, sell? I tried to. Um, I acted in something that I wrote. I've done it twice. I've mm-hmm. acted in something that I wrote, and for me, it's not as much fun. Because there's something about the interpretation of the words on the page by an actor that really brings uh, something to life Mm -hmm. for me. And when I was trying to bring my own words to life, it was like I had a line read in my head Mm -hmm. as the writer and I couldn't quite get beyond the way I knew it was supposed to sound. Sure. And that put a weird perspective on acting for me because that's not how I approach acting when it's not my words. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's interesting. So I just didn't like it. Like I would, I, maybe it would be fun at some point again, but I, Mm -hmm. you know, I tried it twice and was just like in my head as an actor, which is the worst place to be. Sure. Um, so I felt like, ah, I'll keep it separate. (laughs) No, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. I always have admired. Maybe if Rich, maybe if Rich just wrote something, wrote something for you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> get on it, Rich. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've always admired like um, Ike Barinholtz and his writing partner uh, are yes, a great example. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're a great example. And I know that there's a, a bunch of um, people like this, but they're the only ones that are coming to mind right off the top of my head where Ike was such an integral part of um the producing side of Mindy Project and that he helped with like scripting and yeah. writing the shows. But then he also had like a really fun character and got to be on the show. Yes. And for me, that seems like it would be just like an ideal situation because you get to on one hand be in charge somewhat of the story mm-hmm. and of the producing and then on the other hand just like have fun. Um, maybe that would work well on a project I didn't create. Cause you know, yeah. maybe because if Mindy like in that example, Mindy's voice was so strong in that. Yeah. I wonder if he gave him a little more freedom than if he had like created the character himself, you know, I don't know. I don't know him well enough to know that, but, um, but yeah, it might also just be a me problem. Like (laughs) some, some actors I think act beautifully in their own stuff and, and maybe don't have the issue of getting trapped into the way they think it's supposed to sound. And, 
having that affect their performance negatively. I I don't know. I understand. I think I would be, I, in my mind, when I, you know, act out things that I've written, um, which has mostly just been like sketches and stuff that I write, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm much funnier. I think that I probably am in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I am killing it. This is hilarious. Yeah, um, exactly. uh, and I also want to talk about, um, you're also a mommy and I am. that is so incredibly inspiring to me because you have sold a feature film. You have had television shows. You are working on pilots um, and you're still auditioning for roles in television. And, and I'm just like, I'm beyond impressed with that. And I would love to know, like, how are you how are you finding the challenges of motherhood? Is it just sort of like, oh, my God, I need all hands on deck. (laughs) I do. I do need all hands on deck. It does take a village. It's not, I'm not doing any of this by myself. Um, my husband is a, is a, I like the word that's coming to mind, but it sounds like a old person is I'm like, he is a gem of a, he's a gem. He really is. He's just a gem. He's amazing. Um, Mm. and so I think having a incredibly supportive partner is, huge. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a team of like, um, of, uh, nannies, nannies to yeah. help. Uh, they're mostly, they're really talented, awesome actresses who were, who are, we have a couple of them so that they can audition. And, um, and then they're also just delightful humans that are, have become kind of part of our family, but, Luke loves them all. And I mean, there's really only two or three. Sometimes we have like a swing. Well, if you um, have any, I was going to say, if you have any but, extra, throw them my way. I know. The I actors, know, the actors I keep hiring, um, will bail on me last minute for auditions and I don't I have another like backup person. So they're it's really always... good. I have, that's why I have two because they cover each other and they're just oh, both nice. really, they're also just like really, really responsible humans. So they that's actually smart. figure it out on time and like get it done. Um, and then my husband and I actually do have some flexibility if something comes up last minute. I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort of the nice thing. We're both kind of, you know, freelance and when I'm not actually running a show and have to be, uh, in an office running a room all day, which, you know, definitely was the case for a little while and is not the case now. Uh, but hopefully will be again at some point. So (laughs) it will, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. It shifts over time, you know, how to get it done. But, um, my son is awesome. He's so happy and, um, and so, you know, he's being raised by a, a village, but it's a really, great village that we've cultivated and my mom's about to move out here which is going to be really helpful oh that'll be great um and joe's stepmom comes down from northern california all the time and has like traveled with us when we've you know when we were shooting the pilot of life sentence in atlanta and shooting in vancouver luke was still little enough that i was like breastfeeding so we brought her with us and he was on set and we were, you know, pumping between takes. You just, you figure it out. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, would but, you ever do, you know, there's, some people, happening. there's some people that want to get, there's some like a movement happening to try to get childcare on set. Oh, that'd be great. And I'd like to join that. Movement. I was going to say, is that something that you would be all for? Or do you feel like that might be a little bit of a distraction when you're at work? I actually loved having him on set. I felt much better about him being, close by um I actually was worried a lot less and thinking a lot less 
about him, honestly, knowing that he was like 20 feet away or whatever, you know, I think if he was, you know, if I was completely out of town and away from him and couldn't check in and, you know, I think I'd be more worried or he would just be more top of mind, but I'm like, Oh no, he's fine. And if he's not fine, they'll just walk over and get me, you know? And like, and that was easier for me to handle mentally than to have him, uh, further away, especially when he was a baby baby. I mean, he was like three months old when we shot the pilot. So I didn't, you know, having him nearby was great, but, but, you know, completely out of my own pocket to have that happen because nobody covers that kind of thing. And so I think it would be incredible if the, uh, industry shifted in such a way that it actually not just in like, Oh yeah, we'll try to help you figure out how to have your kid around if you pay for everything. Um, you know, to support, if there was like an established protocol where they actually, helped uh people and not just women men too too. i mean some men it's not it shouldn't be assumed that men just like don't want to be around their kids ever you know um so i think it would be wonderful if some of those uh things came you know continued to come to the forefront of the conversation yeah and i hope that they i hope that they will and i hope they do because you know the hours in television and film are so long and um you know they're months at a time and and you feel like you know there's there's got to be some like parental guilt mom guilt dad guilt or whatever because you miss out on so much and yeah um yeah it would be wonderful if if there were more things like that in place for sure definitely um okay so uh i know you have to run because you are very busy lady and i appreciate your time (laughs) but i want to quickly mention again isn't it romantic is coming out it comes out on um february 13th which is next week stars rebel wilson and liam hemsworth and adam devine a whole wonderful cast and um huge congratulations to you it is so funny and I can't believe you've been working on this for nine years you're probably like ready for the world to see it Um, no the work took place over less than nine years for me anyway but the fact that it has taken nine years to get from you know what we conceived of to the screen is just amazing and and so uh, such a cool moment yeah. to see it realized. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, and then I, that's a great reminder for me because sometimes when I'm like, oh, why isn't this going faster? Why isn't this, you know, process that I'm doing and all these right. things that I'm pitching, like, why isn't this happening faster? And then I realize because it's Hollywood and nothing happens quickly. That is true. That is true. Um, and also, you guys, I'm going to interview Aaron next week again uh, live on NBCLA. And I'm going to see you at the premiere. I'm going to be at the premiere on Monday Yay! night. Yay! I'll see you on Monday. Yeah, so, so make sure you fun. say hello. I will. I will. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. And I'm going to put all this information up on motherhoodandhollywood.com about Aaron and about Isn't It Romantic. And um, I appreciate your time so much. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.